You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 346. Today, we're talking all about how to transmute fear. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. And Joey Sabino also here. Hey, she's back on the show. First time in 2020. Wow, that's right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. Now, let's get right to it. We are recording this on Saturday, March 14th, days before it's released. Mm -hmm. Kind of like waiting for the last minute for this. And obviously, I don't need to tell you or inform you about the situation circumstances we're in and the events that have transpired and all the aftermath of that and where we are with that. That is what we're going to be speaking about today. And there's a lot of hesitancy in that choosing to do a topic around this because I really want to be mindful in not perpetuating anything by putting attention on it, that it accelerates it. You know, it's very, very easy to look at your inbox and everything that you subscribe to, every software, every company, everything is giving you an update Mm -hmm. on coronavirus, you know, boom, 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 inundated, inundated every time you open up Facebook, right? And we're going to talk a lot about that. And so I really wanted to position today's episode much more on our relationship with our emotional state fear, raising our frequency and how important this is now more than ever. To give you an update on our front, if you're a member of our community of Business by Design, then uh, you might already be aware of, because of this, we've actually postponed four different events. You know, that's a challenge. That's with much, much regret because that's in total effects. Like I think it would be around 800 to 900 people's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot. You know, we've talked to our community at length about it and everyone's in a really good space there. And I think we're preaching to the choir a lot when we talk about how important it is to keep our frequency high. But we're going to be talking about that here in case you haven't been in one of those groups or receiving those messages. And that's really what this is about too. I think I was also reluctant about this because I actually see a lot of people like, not a lot, but I see people that are like trying to profit from this and benefit from it and using it to get garnish attention that's a big advantage of people's fear. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it personally, like people trying to like pitch being on the show and like make an entire argument about why they need to be more afraid and bring more fear. And um, then of course their whole business is around, you know, profiting from that. I mean, just quite honestly, that's just disgusting to me. So I didn't want that to be the case. You know, I'm not doing this episode, so more people will share it because they need to hear it right now. All that stuff. This is because I know I have listeners and and uh, you tune to this show for things that have provide value to you. And this is about providing value to you. So this isn't one of our normally scheduled episodes. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk a lot of things, but I wanted to frame this as, as around the topic of how to transmute fear, how to dissolve fear, how to work through fear, how to, how to process that. So let's get right into it. First of all, I feel like just observing, 
especially you do a lot of observing when you just log on to the social medias, don't you? Like the Facebooks. You can't get away from it. Yeah. I mean, we can, but you feel like you can't, right? right? Yeah. You know, it's like, and I think it would be really beneficial. People always love to talk about their like social media detoxes. Like, I'm taking some time off from social media. It now might be a really good time to do that for people because what I've observed is what you could say are two sides. You know, there's, there's two types of people, right? The, the people that think that there's only two types of people and then everyone else. But you start to see like two sides with, with everything that's happening. There's one side that says, don't give into the fear. Just calm down, relax. This isn't serious. The flu is worse, right? And then you have another side that says, no, this is serious. We're not taking this serious enough. You're not worried enough. You need to believe me, right? And then I think what you have is most people in the middle who are kind of looking for guidance on how they're supposed to react, Mm -hmm. what they're supposed to believe. How serious am I supposed to take this? What's actually true? What's actually true and how, how am I supposed to deal with this, right? What's the right way? to think about this. What's the right level of reaction to do this? And it, maybe you listening have seen those two sides, right? The person saying, don't, don't buy into the fear. And then the other person saying, you're not afraid enough. So I want to share my perspective and what I've kind of been sharing with my community. So, you know, the truth is fear itself is serious. It's very serious. Uh, it's very real, right? I think there's people saying fear is real. The fear is always real. Okay. There's no use saying it's not. But when you feel afraid, you feel it. Right. It is absolutely real for the person that is experiencing it. And it's contagious. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen that. You know, you have a lot of people like kind of laughing, but also very curious. Like, why is everybody grabbing toilet paper? Because everyone's buying toilet paper. Because everyone's buying t- toilet paper. Right. I think if you saw a bunch of people running down the street right now, kind of like screaming for their lives and like looking behind them as they run as fast as they could, you'd probably run with them, right? And I think that's very important to to just notice that. I think just kind of noticing the social dynamic. And fear itself as a frequency manifests into real things. And so what you have are real things manifesting from this state, right? Like, you know, not wanting to do this, not wanting to do that. And it causes real things, mm-hmm. which, you know, cause things like stock market going crazy down. And we're going to talk about things like that, right? So if a lot of people are in fear, that manifests as real things, such as like, bam, the, the Dow takes its biggest hit since 2008, right? That's a, that's a real thing that, that, that happened, you know, but they had to halt trading. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, right? This is it. I mean, you knew it's the end of the good times. It's recessions being worse in 2008. This is where people start going. And we want to start noticing. You want to start paying attention if you're not yet. I think our listeners here are. So we're preaching to the choir uh, of how you, you feel and where your attention is. And notice that maybe one fear then snowballs into a bunch of other fears. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so that's what law of attraction is. This is the snowballing. Mm-hmm. Like attracts like. So you're grabbing from one thought to the next thought to the next thought. And it, and, it, and it snowballs. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It gets momentum. And that's what we really want to talk about is being able to slow that momentum. Okay. We have reason to believe that this is going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of sources, a lot of perspective, a lot of people we've been talking to, but just even checking in on the um, the momentum of it, 
it's most likely going to get worse. But let me share, number one, what that means. When, what is it and what, what does worse mean? And number two, why I'm saying that. Okay. What I mean is that you're probably going, we're probably all going to experience more things in the, the news and media and government in terms of like shutdowns and restrictions and closing of this and stopping of that to the extent no one knows because the future is anything but certain, but it, we're probably not going to wake up Monday morning, which when this episode airs and like, Oh yeah. Remember that thing? The coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, remember that? No, it was, so yesterday. yeah. Right. Last. So last week. <laughs> This, we're going to see some more of this. Okay. Uh, more playing out in the media, more panic, more hysteria. You know, my wife's actually at the supermarket right now and she's like, there's nothing here. Right. How long? No one knows. A lot of predictions, a lot of things we can hear. Four to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the other countries, it's kind of falling, or we're following suit. That's kind of what seems to be what's going on there. So you can only imagine what's. And that's drastic, even bigger as a country. Yeah. And um, why I share things like that is because I think it's a lot easier to get into fear when we're caught off guard. When things happen that we weren't planning for or expected, it's the unknown. And you might as well just know what's coming. Have a, not know what's coming, but have one possible mental prediction of what's coming, like more of this is, you know, it's going to get a little worse and it's going to, and it's going to keep going, you know, and to just kind of be accept, accept that as one possibility today versus just being completely blindsided because we're not present in our lives. And that's where a lot of fear comes in is we're not, we're not present in our lives. Our heads down, we're busy, we're thinking about a million things and then bam, we get blindsided by something that we didn't even think about, we weren't even prepared for. And then that can send us downward. And so what this, what this really episode is all about the quote unquote air quote stance we're taking on this. If someone is saying, how should I be reacting? Or what slide should I be taking? Or how serious should I be taking? Or maybe it's just like, I'm in a lot of fear. This is all about frequency, your frequency. And the truth is, is that fear lowers your frequency and attracts more fear. Now, when we're in a lower frequency, you become far more susceptible to illness, to control, and poor decision making. Okay. Yeah. Now we've all been there before, right? Where we become far more reactive than present and responsive. Okay. I think it's also important that in this lower vibrational state, fear, worry, anxiety. And I know I know we know this conceptually, but it's nice to be reminded of it. It doesn't actually do anything. Right? So like that's the biggest thing is it doesn't do anything. You can worry about the future. You can be anxious about the future. You can be anxious about something all you want, but it doesn't actually change the future. If anything, it actually brings to you that which you feel. Fear will manifest into real things because you become a vibrational match for it. So, no matter what side you're on, the biggest thing is either don't take a side. Just to understand that the only thing that matters is for you and you alone, number one, priority number one, is managing your own state and managing your own frequency. And trying to tell someone else that they should feel about a way lowers your own state. Trying to get mad or convince someone to think something or do anything. And I'm not trying to convince anyone here. This is more like a 
public service announcement, reminder, public service reminder, how important your own internal statement is, right? And so if you're trying to, you know, tell somebody that they shouldn't be afraid, how is that affecting your state and lowering your state when you know, judge others and stuff? And it's ineffective. And potentially lowering their vibration as well. Well, well, right. Because when you push against somebody and make them wrong, they're going to what? They, they need to dig their heels in to be right. They will find more reasons to justify their state. Mm-hmm. And so that really doesn't do anything. People are going to feel how they feel. A lot of the people I attract are people that are influencers people that are already light workers on the planet. And that's what this is really all about is just is being the light for others, not convincing people that they're wrong and they need to change or do something different, but just being the light for others. And people can naturally gravitate towards that on their own. You can't make anybody do anything. You can't make anybody feel a certain way. Okay. But it starts with you. It starts with that you and that's me. <laughs> I mean, like that's what I needed to do this week, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that. I'd love to share some specifics because if you're on board with this conversation, then fantastic. I'm going to give you some actually very specific things that you can do to manage your own state. Really simple, powerful stuff. I'll even go through like how I woke up one morning. I was like, I felt all this like anxiety and fear in my, in my stomach, like my solar plexus and how I dealt with that in like seconds. Really cool. But even pulling back, I like to pull back. Like we can pull back and be like an alien looking down on the planet. This situation tells us, I believe, my perspective, my opinion, collectively, we got a lot, a lot of work to do still. You know, like in, in our ascension, our evolution, our growth as you know, human beings, we got, a lot, we got a lot of work to do, right? And so for those leaders and light workers, this is an opportunity for us to, to be the light. Yeah, and for the really lovers, this is maybe also an opportunity for us to be, this is actually maybe just one big mirror on us as a society and um, how we can just make the world a better place after yeah. this. Yeah. Because like, there will be an after. Yeah, there will. So if you are in some uh, fear right now, that's okay. There's no need to like put shame on it or make it wrong or judge it. I'd actually like to take you through a couple of really simple exercises that I think can help and know that I woke up in, like I woke up, it woke me up actually. Like I woke up to it and it was like, whoa, right? And I'm going to, we'll get to that one in a moment. So if, if anyone listening here, if you are present to fear or have been experiencing fear of any kind, again, it's not, this is, there's a lot of people saying like, I'm not, I'm not afraid at all that I'm going to get sick. But I'm afraid of what it's going to do to my business. I'm afraid what it's going to do to the economy. I'm afraid what it's going to do to my job or whatever. Okay. So that's what I'm saying is like people are sitting there saying, don't worry about it. You're not going to get sick or whatever. That's irrelevant in the entire conversation of fear because it causes real things to happen. It causes people to not have jobs or make money or their businesses get impacted or people that were in the middle of a launch. We're going to talk about things like that or people that are, were having an event that was going to generate revenue or whatever and how that's affecting them. Those circumstances as a byproduct of what has happened and how to deal with that fear and worry. Okay. So a lot of, that's what I'm saying is it, is it magnifies. It's building momentum because it causes a ripple effect. It's a, it's domino. Okay. It's a reaction. From one thing to another to the next thing to the next thing. Blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, you know, a big part of this uh, is that China is considered the what second largest economy in the world. So when it starts there, it immediately had a ripple effect. 
it's, you know, we can sit there and say, oh, well, you know, it's on the other side of the world or whatever, you know, from the, from the disease stamp, oh, it would never get here. You know, that's what everyone was saying, of course. But what we don't realize is the economic impact of how much, you know, what, what uh, goods and, and uh, companies and what's whatnot here in the U.S. are consumed by and manufactured in China. It has an effect, you know, but it is what it is. So if any of that is present, like I'm afraid of what's going to do in my launch. I'm afraid of what's going to do in my business. I'm afraid of what's going to do in my family. I'm afraid of what's going to do. Okay. Get present to that right now. This is an opportunity. You can do this as an exercise with me. That's going to be the most beneficial. So notice right now, if there's any fear present within your body, you can actually do a scan of your entire body. It helps to not be driving while you're doing this, but you can still kind of follow along conceptually. You're not going to close your eyes if you're operating in heavy machinery, but it does or it would behoove you to just kind of do anything you can to take a deep breath and get, get a little centered, relax and get in your body and just get present to where you might notice any sensation of fear. What level of intensity would you rate it at? Like 10 being the most intense and one or zero being not really too present at all. So that's a really great place to start is like how intense is it? And then what I'd like you to do is just notice where this fear is or this sensation is in your body. Notice that it simply is a sensation in the body, isn't it? And what do I mean by sensation? Like if you get really present, you'll probably notice that it's just like some sort of movement in the body, in your body, like an energy. Yeah. And notice too where it is in your body, how it's moving, and see if you can actually separate the label that we've probably given it long, long ago, that this is fear. What if you could just experience it right now as just a sensation in your body without judgment, without, and, and even to call it fear is a judgment, right? Like I'm feeling this fear. Or are you feeling that fear here? Right? But what if it wasn't fear? What if it's just a sensation? Fear is a word or a label we've given it because we don't like how it feels. We probably don't like this sensation. So when we don't like this sensation, what do we do? Right? We try and ignore it. We try to like not feel it, we try to resist it. You know, you've probably heard me and others say what you resist persists. We judge it. So what if, is that, well, is that working for you? Right? Is that working for you or is that just, you know, persisting, making it persist? And so this is an opportunity to just get present to it and just to feel it and just notice that sensation in your body. You can notice it without judgment, without the label, without any resistance. Now, the other thing too that I've noticed over the years of working with so many people is that a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, don't even like the term fear, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not afraid, I'm fearless. And I know you all. So we use other terms like worry, stress. stress. That's entrepreneurs flip-flop yeah. <laughs> you know it's like i'm not afraid i'm just stressed well what do you think stress is it's the same thing mm-hmm. right? anxiety and then it's like cousin it's next door neighbor mm-hmm. right and so even when i gave that scenario at the beginning of this episode of like people are like on one hand saying no i don't want this and then and then people are like no you need to there's a lot of anger in that too right? you know, anger leads to the dark side mm-hmm. and this is an indication back to the lens. Just notice that or or if you want to call it something else or you, if you want to scan your body for any just like a little bit of worry or anxiety or stress, 
that has resulted from the current circumstances that we are living in in our lives right now. That would really behoove you to just get present to it. Just notice it. Just feel it and just listen to it. Okay. And you can actually do this throughout the day whenever it really comes, comes up for you. So that's the first piece. The second thing is a lot of fear or whatever this emotion is that we want to label is going to be, a lot of it is going to be based on where your attention is right now, your awareness. So where is your attention? Notice that. Get present to where your thoughts have been going and allowing your thoughts to think you. Right? And allowing your thoughts to feel you. Remember, we live in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of the world. So we are responding a lot to our beliefs and thoughts about what's to come or what is and what that means. Right? Anytime you hear something like, you know, Trump declared this a national emergency. <gasps> That gasp we feel is the meaning we've already put on what has happened. And the meaning is something is wrong here. Schools are closed. <gasps> something is wrong here. It's really wrong. It's really wrong, right? And we just keep adding to that, adding to that, adding to that. And so, so much of it is the reaction to the meaning that we simultaneously put on it. And we have to be able to get present. I mean, these are the opportunities to get the most present and actually care the most about how we feel and the thoughts that we choose to think moment by moment. And remember what, you're, what you focus on grows. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's what's most contagious mm -hmm. is that energy, that frequency. Because like attracts like. And it's so easy. To, you, can, you can put anybody in fear in a heartbeat, right? So a lot of fear, too, is our relationship with the unknown and the unwanted. Right. And so because this is something unknown and unwanted, that makes it really easy. Like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what it's going to mean for a month from now, the economy, our business. And you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so when we, when we don't know, when it's unknown, it's very easy for a lot of us to go into that place of fear. Well, the truth is, when it comes to like this topic, like the unknown, we tend to think that there's a lot that is known in our lives. We've just kind of convinced ourselves in so many other areas of our life that everything is predictable. We know how things are going to go. And that's what the brain really wants to do is, is predict things. And that people in turn have it all figured out. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's a lot less certainty, predictability in your life, even three months ago. Okay. Then <laughs> there really is, you know, like every time you cross the street, that could be the last time you cross the street, mm -hmm. right? We don't think about those things. And then when events like this come up, you, your mind starts reeling, right? So notice, notice where your attention is. Notice the thoughts and the perspectives that you're choosing from this. We are in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of the world. And if you're not willing to get present to the thoughts and the perspectives you're holding about this, what good does it do to stay in this view? Okay. It is what is. What is going on right now is what's going on right now. And if we don't want to do this, we are in a state of resistance, which what you resist persists. So you'd be pushing away, trying to deny, trying to ignore. And it's very key, especially as leaders, as influencers, as entrepreneurs, that you know that resisting what is will drastically affect your ability to deal with what is. 
In other words, you, you lose your power. You lose your clarity. You lose your intuition. You lose your decision-making abilities from a place of fear, from a place of resistance. And that's not what's needed now. It's ironically, it's more than ever, mm-hmm. what's needed is your clarity and your intuition. Like the resistance just blinds you to certain things. But when you choose to accept what is, you have so much more power to deal with it successfully. You know, like it was not an easy choice to postpone our events and, and, and make those decisions. So I had to sit with it myself to make sure that I had cleared myself of any, any fears or worries that I was making decisions from a place of power and that I was listening to my intuition and my gut, not being driven by fear. And outside of this current conversation of the coronavirus and stuff, I, how many conversations do we have with students and clients about not making decisions from fear? How many times have we told our students, what's going to happen to your business if you keep making decisions from fear? And they all know that, right? They all know what's going to happen to their business if, if, if everything is done from a place of fear. This is no different. It's just been accelerated and heightened and intensified. Right. And those of you who have a team, I know like our team in particular has really appreciated James's clarity through the whole thing. And those of you who have teams, I think it's just important to realize that you are a leader to them and guiding them on how you're going to make decisions and how they can make decisions through this, these times. To your team to your customers, to your family, to your community. Mm-hmm. So notice where your attention is. Notice the thoughts. Notice the beliefs. You are in the feeling of your thinking, not the feeling of the world. So on the health front, there's the beliefs. Again, it's a belief, okay, because it hasn't happened. If we're sitting there saying, I don't want to get sick, I don't want to get contagious, I don't want this, right? That's a belief that... Because it hasn't happened. It's the brain trying to predict the future and trying to prevent that from happening. But what does it end up doing? Just fixating and focusing on it. I get it. I get it. Right? Now, we're not doctors. We're not medical professionals. And we have, we have no medical you know, information advice to share other than what we're going to say about frequency. Mm-hmm. About lowering your frequency makes you more susceptible. And just watching your language as well, because your subconscious doesn't understand. Right. Don't. So just exactly. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing said another way. Right. You know that you're. You know what are you programming your subconscious? Mm-hmm. So you can be smart and take this as serious as you'd like without operating from fear. Like I lock my doors every night, my house, but I don't lay in bed. I'm gonna get robbed. I'm gonna get broken into. We're gonna get kidnapped. Right. But I lock my doors because I'm smart. (laughs) Everyone here should be locking their doors every night. And you don't worry about it either, most likely. Right. You get life insurance or car insurance or whatever, because it's the smart thing to do. But you don't every time you get in a car worry that like this is going to be, you know, this awful accident. So we can be smart. We can take something to the degree of fear. I'm going to let you choose what that degree is for you. But getting into fear is probably the dumbest thing. Or staying in fear. It's mm-hmm. the dumbest thing. It's not smart. So I'm not trying to judge it. We all got, most people have gotten to somewhere else. Like, can you get yourself out of it? You know, we get off the horse, we fall off the horse, can we get back on? And so, yes, we can. 
So again, it is a belief if we're making a prediction. So if this happens, I'm going to that. That's if it's cause and effect belief. It's a prediction. It hasn't happened. So it's a belief. It's not, it's not real. So be mindful of this. Be mindful of how much your brain is telling you what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Okay. So we're, you notice where your attention is on the business side, you know, on the business economic side. There's a lot of people spreading fear too. Like, please, if you're my listener, please don't be that person. So much of the economy is just based on the emotions of human beings, mm-hmm. right? So people are saying, everything is going to change. This is it. Like, you know, I don't know what you hope to gain by spreading fear, but, you know, ask that you don't. So I found a really great graph and talked to a lot of good friends that I know and a lot more research done from, and you do your own research, right? From economic analysts and stuff. And one graph in particular that I love is, is this graph that shows the returns, the median returns after past virus outbreaks and epidemics. Mm-hmm. So epidemic would just mean the U.S. Okay. So, so there's a pandemic. So this is worldwide, but based on epidemics. And this was like aggregated over the last nine epidemics of the past, like, I don't know, maybe 80 to 100 years or something. On average, the S&P 500 saw a 19% return after the outbreak. Right? And so, you know, a lot of past history, again, do your own research, but a lot of past history has shown growth after epidemics and pandemics such as this one. So a lot of good things, you know, um, my stance and I'm no financial advisor. I am no uh, stockbroker. I'm no certified anything here, but my, I'm just sharing my stories and my stance. Everything in the stock market's on sale right now. Right. And I'm gobbling up great things and I'm going to continue to do it. I'm actually going to do a, take a steady stance on continuing to put more money in the market right now because I see things on incredible sale. Right. And it's going to be kind of, I mean, my dad's really in the stock market, but I don't know too much. But what I do mm-hmm. know is they're going to submit quarterly earnings. And a lot of companies that normally would have good quarterly earnings probably maybe won't. So it'll be kind of false skew. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, again, I know not enough at all but to, to offer any advice here. I'm, I'm just trying to offer silver linings and positive perspectives mm-hmm. to, to take. And there's always a positive perspective. And the thing is, is we live in a dualistic universe. I always have to remind people this, right? It's the law of duality, polarity. Okay. You can't have up without down. You can't have left without right, hot without cold, good without bad. And that also means that whenever a quote-unquote problem like this arises, there is automatically, because of the law of duality, must exist the opportunity. There must exist the good, the positive end of it. It's, it's all dualist. It's the yin-yang of, of the whole universe. It's so beautiful. But that's a choice. You don't have to look for the good. You don't have to find it. You don't have to go for opportunity. You don't have to choose that. But when we don't, how do we feel? We feel bad. And I've talked about this on the past, but when we're feeling negative vibration anyways, that's God, source, or the universe basically telling us that we, were, we are moving away from truth. And wow, if you just took that and ran with it, that 
your separation from source and God is the indicator by how you feel. And, you know, a lot of the fear we do feel is coming from ego, not from love. And that's why it doesn't feel like love, right? And so if we could just pay more attention to our emotions and let our emotions be our guidance, that as we shift our perspective and change our thinking and you start feeling a more positive, higher frequency state, you know, that's moving you back more towards truth, to what is true, right? So it doesn't feel good to say the economy is going to go, we're going to go into a bigger recession or anything. And that might be what happens. I'm not saying it's not, but even in, everyone's heard this, all entrepreneurs have heard this by now, even in the worst, you know, recessions, depression, et cetera, millionaires are still made. Opportunities still be had. Mm-hmm. It's just the few that go against the herd of the collective consciousness. Right? And that's always our choice. And that's the beautiful thing. You guys know you have free will with your with what thoughts and perspectives and beliefs you choose. You can choose to believe anything I'm saying right now and you can choose not to. That's your free will. Notice how much your emotions follow that choice. Notice how much your emotions follow what thought comes next. And that dance that they play together. And what if that was the indicator of how connected you are? How much we're operating from truth and love or lie, lack, and illusion. Okay. That's what helps me move through all of this. And hopefully it can help you as well. So there's a lot of analysts saying, you know, based on past, past can inform the future. Nothing, the future isn't certain. Okay. Never was and never will be. Okay. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> never was. We don't know what's going to happen. We never know what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> we didn't predict this six months ago. So, you know, we don't know what's going to be six months from now. Well, the Simpsons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're getting into a whole other episode. Yeah. Um, they, the Simpsons predict everything. Um, <laughs> do they do that? They have a time machine. So the next thing is for business specifically and for our marketing specifically, we have you know, a lot of people and clients and students and know what I'll do with my marketing right now. I'm going to know the launch or promotion. Should I postpone it? It's going to be the worst launch. And and maybe it is. Who knows? But here's just my thought I'm going to say on this. Um, This is not more just like trying to look for a positive silver lining. It's reminding you of marketing 101. I think this is an important thing to say. All marketing is a message. Message that matches a user or the market. And think of that in terms of frequency, that great marketing meets the frequency of where the market is at. It aligns with them. You know, those, those things where you're like, it feels like you're in my head, like get out of my head. How did you, that's, it's like you put words to how I was thinking and feeling. That's great marketing, right? And so if you are doing marketing as, you know, business as usual right now, for most people, the market is in the market, your market, your people are in a different state. And if you're not connecting to them, if you're not matching your message to where they're at, that's where you're going to have issues. That's where you're going to run into issues, right? In other words, if you're, I mean, I don't even want to say it any more than that. It's as simple as that principle. If your messaging is not meeting people with where they're at, your messaging is probably going to fall flat. It's not going to be effective. And so it's not even a question of, should I postpone? Should I do this? Should I not? Should I wait? Should I blah, 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 blah. I'm going to let you make your own decisions on that. But we're going to go back to this principle of making sure your message matches where your audience is at right now and how important that is. 
Otherwise, they don't feel hurt and they don't feel understood. Okay. If people don't feel heard and understood, they're probably not going to listen and understand you. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's really important. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just worth re-listening to that one. I mean, this isn't going on. Yeah. I know. All, yeah. All these marketing. <laughs> like you said, it's marketing 101. <laughs> it's marketing 101. Now, I want to talk to my sensitive types, uh, my sensitive peeps. What I mean by sensitive, there's two words of sensitive. Sensitive is most commonly used by people to say almost like this connotation of weak. Wow. He's so sensitive. You know, like it's like the opposite of resilience and like emotionally volatile. That's not at all what we're talking about. I mean, energetically sensitive. Okay. Now you might be an energetic, you know, an empath, right? You might be an energetically human and not know it. A lot of extroverts that feel very introverted because they just being around other people really drains them. It's exhausting. They feel exhausted. They feel tired. And that's because you can feel other people's energy. And I woke up two or three days ago to this anxiety and fear in my stomach. And I've done a lot of work to not like really eradicate a lot of fear in my life or and notice when it comes up and, and move the energy and, and move my attention. So this was like, whoa, completely out of norm, uh, out of like left field for me. And I got very clear, very fast. And this is something for my empaths and sensitive people. And I know most of you guys know this, that fear may not be yours. Okay. That you've picked up, picked it up. Like it's, you know, dirt that you dragged in your shoes, right? And it's not yours. And that's a really powerful and important thing to look at or distinction to recognize. Like if this, this is yours. Like, I don't understand, James. I just feel like anxious all day. If you feel like crap after being on Facebook for 10 minutes, yeah, you're probably picking up some stuff there too. Okay. So it's not just in person because I was not around anybody. And I woke up to it in the morning. I was like, oh my goodness. Right. And so we need to send this back, which it came, this, this fear. We need to transmute it back into the earth. So. In order to do that, it can be as simple as grounding yourself. So I'll take you through a quick grounding exercise. And for you to do this every morning, as soon as you get up, to do this a couple times throughout the day, that's going to be really important. So the first way I ground myself is sitting or standing. I, I like to stand because I, I just feel more like rooted like a tree. Um, that's a real simple one. You can imagine yourself like a tree. And you can just imagine yourself sending your roots like from your legs and entire body all the way down into the center of the earth, right? You can actually ground yourself just by hugging a tree. I mean, that's, I know we, we make fun of people and call them tree huggers, but if you've ever hugged a tree when you do feel grounded, you feel grounded. I mean, wow. So what you're going to want to do is, you know, with feet firmly planted on the ground, you actually want to imagine you're like pulling your entire body back or your soul or your energy back totally completely into your body and then you want to imagine this grounding cord going down through your body straight down into the center of the earth and just imagine it dropping straight down till it gets to the center the core of the earth and any of this negative emotion negative energy or fear you can send down with it down into mother earth and allow that energy that fear to be transmuted and released into the earth. And you can actually bring up 
positive, life-giving energy up through that cord and back in your bottom. So I like to kind of visualize that and really feel that. You can do that in 10 seconds, you know, really simple. And then I either wrap myself in like a, you know, visually, like not literally, visually, metaphorically in like a clear cellophane or imagine a golden bubble or egg, basically, that I, that I surround myself. You know, that's going to help with grounding. It's also going to help with protecting yourself. And just notice how that feels. Well, as soon as I did that, that anxiousness, that, that it was this weird, just unsettlingness. And it was, I knew it wasn't mine because my thoughts weren't going anywhere with it. You know, I wasn't like, I wasn't like worried about anything. I just felt worried. Just let that go. And I felt, I felt fine. We might need to do that several different times. Okay. But notice you can feel fear. You can feel this emotion and it's not yours. You know, we picked it up and we want to send it back. It came with the earth to transmute it. Tapping or EFT is also going to be fantastic for this. You can just Google YouTube videos on how to do them. Mm-hmm. We do tapping a ton. It's powerful. I mean, what? It takes three, five minutes to do some tapping. And it's just going to release that fear in that state. So I recommend that. Now, in terms of other like physical things, I honestly, this is my opinion. I think social media being on, especially Facebook specifically, actually, is going to be one of the worst things you can do if you want to stay out of fear. Yeah, I think watching the news on repeat is also something that's unnecessary. Yeah. The news will be there. You can get a quick update. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And so even how you do approach it, like, so, I mean, like, you just, you just go on to Facebook right now. And this is something and it's, it's everything. And just notice, just get present to it. If you're like, what? Well, I'm not going to do that. Okay. But then get present and notice how you feel when you're on there for three minutes. Okay. Do you feel better? Do you feel more positive? Do you feel more excited? Do you feel more at peace or do you feel worse? And managing your frequency in your state is one of the most important things. That's what we want to really get across right now. Okay. So do you feel better being on it or not? And then when it comes to like the news, like Jill is saying, like, don't just constantly be on it. Instead, it's like mentally prepare yourself, like ground yourself and get prepared before you're going to go, you know, do something, uh, like go open up an article, Google or, or turn on the TV and just expect that. Oh, and by the way, Oh my goodness. Have you seen that movie Bombshell yet? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It's so good. And there's a lot of subtle undertones about how the media just so much uses fear to get everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Let's show them, let's show them how scary this could, right? I mean, they, they're using fear to get your attention. Okay. That's how they get their ratings up. So you, you have, if you're in denial of that, like, you know, you can go watch that movie, but like, wait. Wake up to that. That's what they're using as a tool, mm-hmm. as their marketing tool, right? And so you can just choose to know that. It's actually, that's all you need to do is be aware of it. Doesn't mean you need to like, I'm not saying don't be aware and bury your head in the sand, all right? Like you got to listen to what I'm saying because it's not saying, but what am I supposed to do? Just not stay updated? No, you can stay updated, but understand that they're going to use a headline that's designed to scare you. Right. They're going to, they're going to try and create more panic because then panic means pay attention. Right. I've got to stop what I'm doing and hear this. And I'm fixated, right? We're fixated on it. So. And remember that all the news channels are still fighting for ratings. So exactly. they're, they're going to get picked the scariest headline to win. Right. Right. And so you can, you have the ability to discern and separate the two. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You can get some facts and you can notice what is fact and what is fiction or 
distortion. Okay. Actually, most people don't. I don't want to do another episode, but you, there's what it, what happened and then there's what they're already saying it means or their own distorted distortion of the facts. It's just what happened. You know, Donald Trump declared state of, you know, okay, that's fact. That's what's happened. Okay. And your ability to discern and create the difference between what's fact versus distortion, which is fear or prediction is going to help keep you centered. Okay. And you really don't probably need to be updated as much as we tend to think we need to. A lot of people do that. And I've done previous episodes where I say I don't watch the news at all. I still find a way to be updated on most things. And I got, I thought were people that were like so upset. So funny. <laughs> so upset with them. Like, okay, it's not going to change, you know, my state. So there's actually probably more news available than what's actually on the news because they're just recycling the same stories. Over I know, <laughs> so true. Now, I think one of the last things we're going to talk about here. What we're going to say next is very easy for people to just say like, oh gosh, James is going into conspiracy theories. And, you know, if you actually Google this, by the way, conspiracy theorist was a term created. It was engineered by the CIA, uh, I think in the 60s, in order to discredit people that wanted to go against the narrative. Okay. So if you don't believe me, you can go do some research on that. And so it's very easy today to just say conspiracy theorist. And then what do you do? You don't take that person or that perspective seriously. However, if we've learned anything in the last four years is that, and hopefully before then, but the last four years have definitely showed us that, is that mainstream media and the news and our government is, is going to choose a narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, And if you're a marketer, you've chosen narratives before. You've chosen perspectives. And if that's all you believe as gospel then what you're saying is that you are choosing not to think for yourself. And I would like to promote free thought. I would like to promote thinking for yourself and seeing from different vantage points and perspectives. Not saying go believe this as opposed to that or anything like that. Do your own thinking, do your own research, do your own digging. But to be able to choose different perspectives, having different awareness is going to empower you more. Okay, So there are being a lot of perspectives held and shared that coronavirus is something that is engineered mm-hmm. okay is is fabricated and it's kind of like the to the degree these those like extremes versus conservatives of those perspectives i mean and it's it's interesting to know the whole gradient of that extreme like there are extremes where that is actually was engineered by the us and sold to china and china actually has more lethal forms of the virus that they've actually created and they're using it for control. For get immune to it before anyone else has it. Mm-hmm. They're using it for population control. They're using it to control people. And, you know, it's very easy to hear things like that and say, that's crazy talk. Conspiracy theorists. Totally get that. That's totally, totally fine. You can also do research on like conspiracy theories, quote, and I'm putting those in air quotes, that actually were proven to be true through the Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. One example would be something like Project Paperclip, which was people thought for years that it was total crazy conspiracy that the U.S. brought in ex-Nazi scientists to the U.S., right? And we funded them and we brought them to the U.S. And, you know, you can just do some information on Word of Law Braun. Yeah, that was conspiracy theory, right? And it's, no, that's true. That's been proven. That's fact, right? That that happened. And so it's always nice to just think for yourself. I'm not telling you what to think. I'm, I'm telling you to think for yourself and look at different perspectives. 
one question that can be asked is to say, if this were engineered or fabricated in any way or released with intention to the public, why and who would stand to benefit? Start to look at how things change, rules and regulations and laws change because people as a mass start to say, government, 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 please help us. Please, please take care of us. Please, we need you. And then, of course, we say, okay, and just notice that. I'm not saying to believe anything. I'm saying to ask questions and to not to be just solely told what to think by whatever the mainstream, you know, narrative would be. Okay. Now, hopefully, me adding that is not instilling any fear. This whole point isn't going to like boogeyman, spooky, like, oh my goodness stuff. It's to empower you with the freedom of thought you know, free thinking and asking questions. So, you know, there's that. My favorite meme going around about this whole, you know, there's a bunch of memes around coronavirus, but my favorite one is people hoarding toilet paper and then it's on the top, it's like, and you wonder why the government hasn't told us about aliens. <laughs> wait, what? wait, I don't get that. So, I mean, if you think about it, if we're reacting like this over mm. a sickness, how yeah. if a UFO yeah. or an alien So, listen, I'm very happy that we were able to have this conversation. You know, there's a concern that talking about these things causes more people like, you know, more attention to it. It feeds it. You know, it's very easy to feed fear. And that would go against what we really want to offer here in this conversation. It's to choose the light over darkness. It's to choose love over ego and fear. And really, because so many of our listeners are influencers and leaders and light workers, that hopefully you can see how important it is for you to simply stay light for other people. You're not trying to fix, change anyone else, but you allow from that place your strength, your peace, that calmness to give others permission to do the same, to be the same, to feel the same. It's just like an invitation to do so. And that's what we're doing over here. Mm-hmm. And I hope what we've offered today, if you're, you're in fear and you're feeling that, you know how important it is to manage your state and your frequency, that you have now some, some tools or some perspectives, new ways of being that can allow you to stay at a higher level of consciousness to elevate your frequency and stay strong for the people that need you to. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this special edition here on the Mind of Business Podcast. You are amazing. You're extraordinary. And we'll see you all here next time. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.